0: Welcome to worship and thank you for joining me today. Let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, in the Son, in the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Dearest Jesus, we are. i
0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Everlasting God, you give strength to the weak and power to the faint. Make us agents of your healing and wholeness that your good news may be made known to the ends of your creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He came and took her hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door, and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning... While it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, unlike the gospels of Matthew and Luke that begin with the birth of Jesus, Mark begins with Jesus' baptism. And it isn't long before Jesus is gathering his disciples and beginning his ministry. Last week, Jesus was teaching in the synagogue when he healed a man with an unclean spirit. In today's reading, Jesus has left the synagogue and was with his disciples in the house of Simon and Andrew. There he found Simon's sick mother-in-law and cured her. Word spread throughout the towns that Jesus was there and that he had saved a woman who was sick. Many people came to be cured and Jesus went to work. Jesus knew he could not go on without some time for himself. So he went to a quiet place early in the morning before everyone else was awake and he prayed for strength to continue his ministry. Feeling refreshed from the solitude and time with God, he went with his disciples into the neighboring towns, continuing his preaching and teaching. God's grace and mercy shined through Jesus. When well, no wonder people followed Jesus throughout the countryside. They saw that Jesus was fair to all people. He did not ask questions, He did not reject people because of their personal circumstances. He healed all who came to him. He taught with authority, an authority that they had never heard before. The people learned so much from Jesus. They went away fed in mind, body, and spirit, and grace abounded. As I said earlier, the Gospel of Mark begins with the baptism of Jesus. And how appropriate for today as we celebrate the baptism of Brantley Arthur Bushlow at Our Saviors. As Jesus was baptized, the heavens were torn apart. The Spirit descended upon him, and a voice came from heaven saying, You are the Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The same will happen today when Brantley is baptized. Well, maybe not in such a dramatic way. Maybe he won't have a dove zooming down from the heavens upon him, but he will be given the power of the Holy Spirit and God will welcome him into God's family. Again, grace abounds. God asks no questions and expects nothing from this young child. God accepts Brantley into the family without hesitation. Which leads me to an article I read written by Pastor Peter Marty, who is editor and publisher of the Christian Century magazine and pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Davenport. In this article, he questions the order of the baptismal liturgy. His argument for changing the order is that a baptism is done with no expectations. It's a free gift from God. Yet we ask the parents, sponsors, and the congregation to make promises before God to raise the child in faith. We even give the parents ways to do this live among god's faithful people come to worship and communion teach your child the lord's prayer the creed and the ten commandments give them a bible and teach them to read the bible and to pray make sure they learn to trust god and care for others if they are unable if the parents are unable to fulfill these promises the sponsors are asked to help the parents and the congregation is asked to help support and pray for the baptized. So what would happen if I was presiding over a baptism and I asked the parents, sponsors, and congregation if they would fulfill their promises and someone said no? Would I stop the baptism? Well, most likely I would continue, somewhat perplexed, but knowing that God's grace is in the center of all that is happening, and through that grace, this child would become a child of God. And that is why Peter Marty suggests we should change the liturgy and baptize the child first, and then ask the parents and sponsors in congregation to make promises. They're agreeing to do what God is asking them to do, does not change the fact that this child will be baptized. God's grace abounds in this baptism. Yet asking these questions and having these promises sealed before God are still important parts of a baptism. If done after the actual baptism, where the water is splashed on the child, we are now saying, you have been given the unconditional love of God. You are now a member of God's family, and you will always be a member of this family. God loves you. The promises you are about to make to God are not promises that are used so God can decide if you deserve to have your child baptized. These promises are joyously entered into because of the love and mercy God has shown you. It is this love and mercy you want to pass on to your child. You want your child to know how much he is loved and cared for, not only by God, but by all the people of faith who are surrounding him today. The support of Brantley's parents and the congregation will strengthen his faith and show him God's love. Now, I did not change the order of the baptismal liturgy for Brantley's baptism. It's the same as it has always been. The promises will be made first, and then the actual baptism happens. The order of the liturgy is not as important as is the feeling of joy that a baptism baptism brings to those who witness it and those who learn about it. Now we've all seen enough baptisms that we, if we don't witness this one, we still know what happens, and we can all rejoice that God has a new member in the family. The joy we all feel as the Holy Spirit stirs in the baptism can then spill over in the days and years ahead as we watch the baptized grow in faith, come to worship, Come to Sunday school and be confirmed. Not only does this child grow in faith, but we all continue to grow in faith by supporting the one who is baptized. Over the years, we have made promises to many children who have been baptized. I pray we have tried our best to keep the promises we made to God to help support these children as they grow in faith and pray for them. We made those promises not because the child would not be baptized unless we said yes. We made those promises because of the joy of seeing another member join God's family. We are joyful because we know God will always be with these children and that they will always have God's love and mercy to lean on, no matter what happens in their lives. We know God's grace abounds, and now another child will know it too. Thanks be to God. Amen. Using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our holy faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, amen. Guided by Christ, made known to the nations, let us offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all people in need. For the church, for the ministries of healing and wholeness, for hospital, hospice, in military chaplains, for those serving in prison ministry, and for all who proclaim freedom and release in the name of Christ, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For creation, for all creatures, big and small, for beautiful sunrises and sunsets, for snow and rain to soothe parched land, for the humility to take our place among the creatures, and care for God's creation, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For the nations, for all who lead in cities and towns, states and countries, for community organizers and school officials, that in times of trial, they find ways to serve all in need. For those in military service and their families, May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God, for all wearied by life's burdens, for those who lack resources, for those struggling with debt, for those in chronic pain, for all who cry out to you. We pray especially for those affected by COVID, those listed in our bulletin, and those we carry in our hearts, and those we name aloud. Zach, Maggie, Meyer. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For this congregation, for the young people in this place who open us to new understanding, for Sunday school as we begin in-person classes today, For Brantley, who became a child of God today, and for all who support his life in faith, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. In thanksgiving for the faithful departed who were called by name and now rest from their labors, that their lives serve as witnesses to the goodness of God, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. Merciful God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken or silent, for the sake of the one who dwells among us, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.